Hey, Brother Bird is doing well. I'm currently going through my gradebook to update grades for the end of the first quarter. Um, it's taking a little while, but it's uh, just because I have a lot of classes to go through, not because it's uh, very technically difficult or anything like that. But I wanted to take a little break here as I get to the tail end of it and to talk about some things that are happening with training, um, some, things that, some things with the stocks, and I suppose some things with the school stuff. And I'll start with the third thing I just mentioned with the school stuff since I'm doing that now. So like I mentioned, we reached the end of the first quarter, as weird as the end of the first quarter is, and the beginning of it, uh, the second quarter, will be on Monday. Now, some weird stuff is happening in the county where um, my school is located, and I guess where I'm located too, because I live within the same county. I don't know what the symbol of change is for the COVID stuff, but there is a change from one color to a color plus a star, which I guess is close to purple. That's the only I think of like red with a star. I don't know the color code. I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. But um, what we have been told is that if our district goes to purple, or if the I guess the county goes to purple, then we will be 100% remote from K to 12. Right now, because of the increase of whatever color it was plus the star, the 7 to 12 school will be 100% remote starting on Monday. According to uh, my dad, who I've talked to, he's also a teacher, he said that the purple will be probably coming soon, uh, which I really don't want to have, have happen. I have been enjoying teaching and trying to get my, my feet wet in that regard. Um, and I don't want to go back to doing distance learning. I understand um, if we had to, like I would do it probably, <laughs> 100% I would do it, but um, definitely prefer to be at school um, actually teaching, even if it's more stressful than doing distance learning stuff, um, just because I feel like there, there's just stuff that you can do, the interpersonal relationship development that is critical when you're doing something like physical education that is pretty much impossible to do on distance learning. I, I'm sure in some very loose sense it's possible, but it's just, it's very hard to build those personal relationships because there are things that no matter how good your internet connection is and how great the video is when you're talking with people um, in a group, there are body language things and also just the act of moving around together in a physical space um, that you can't replicate over a video no matter how intricate or well-developed the lesson is it's it sh you just have to be in person for something like physical education and I think that's probably true for every single subject area um, in certain contexts I mean if you're doing multiplication practice you don't necessarily need to be in person to do that but if you're trying to practice how to work in a group and that goes for every single subject area it, it just helps to be in person because there are human elements of people interacting such as the like personal space and that's you know a big thing of emphasis obviously with all the covid shenanigans happening but the body language being able to read that and understand that um, emotional intelligence development it's really hard to read people's emotions when you're looking at them through a video but when you're in person you can see how the body language informs you on that sort of stuff it's just like little things like that because obviously like you can give people the content and just have them do stuff and have them get a grade and be fine in that regard. I'm not really worried about that aspect of it, but it's more so the, uh, I suppose, the social-emotional and also just the 
the social aspect of it, because um, I think that's the single greatest benefit of school is the social uh, emotional development of people just being able to learn how to um, work with others, interact with others, um, develop social bonds and all of that stuff. I think that is the, the number one benefit of in person of any any schooling of any level is the relationship building um, because really that's honestly most of what life is from what I'm seeing in my brief years is you may not know how to do things but if you have the relationships built with other people to provide that support to you you can figure out most everything and also be able to get support to get through the things you may not know because you have those relationships and also it just makes life better when you have uh, positive relationships with other people. But anywho, so that's kind of what we're dealing with school. Might go back to 100% remote. Uh, right now it's just the 7 to 12. Obviously I teach at a K to 6, so we are still going to be in person as of now. So still planning for stuff happening next week in person. Um, at any point if we go to purple though, um, from what my understanding is, is that we'll be 100% remote. And I don't know when the remote part of that would stop if it would be until we're not purple. I don't know. I just wish all this COVID stuff would go away and the kids and whoever would just sign a waiver saying if you're going to be at school, you're taking a risk or whatever. And then you could come or do remote. I think providing the option is the is really good. And I think that option should honestly be there every single school year, no matter what. But the uh, I don't know. I understand being overly cautious. But at the same time, I think that uh, being in person, the the cost-benefit has to be analyzed. And I think just one side of it, of the potential negative health consequences of COVID, is being looked at and not all the other potential negative consequences of not being around other people for extended periods of time. And also the developmental lacking uh, lackings of distance learning education particularly like what i was talking about with the social emotional um and relationship building that students aren't getting because obviously you know me as an adult there are other things i can do in my life i can go drive to the gym or whatever like i can go do stuff and be around other people but if you're eight or nine year old you're not really going to go out i mean you're going out a little bit to your neighborhood but the big benefit of school when you are a younger person is the fact that you're put in with 15 other people, or I guess in a normal year it'd be like 20 or 20 plus, and they're people that you wouldn't normally be around. So you have to learn how to interact in a normal and positive way with other people to get along and also just have friends and all that stuff. So I don't know. None of that's my decision, and I'm really glad it's not my decision. That's one of the big reasons I'll never want to be an administrator because I'll never have to worry about making those difficult decisions because no matter whether I agree or disagree with what the protocols are or what the decisions are, they're definitely difficult decisions and ones that I'm glad that I just have to follow and not have to um, develop and um, propose. But anywho, so that's kind of school stuff that's happening teaching-wise. Um, I guess this will be my last little bit, but teaching wise, everything's going really well. Um, some classes good, some classes not so good, but that's always how it is. And I think my lesson planning and everything is getting a little better and my grading protocols are getting a little better. I'm just trying to get a little better every day with the different things that I do with tracking attendance and grades and all that little stuff. But I want to get more practice at that. And if we're all distance learning, then I feel like I'm not going to necessarily regress, but I'm not going to be able to continue to develop in the direction with which I want to go. So I don't know. We'll see how that 
so that works with that. Um, stock stuff, not going too well lately. All of my gains are gone uh, just because I've been kind of stupid lately. I'm down money today, but a lot of the losses I had today is because Tesla just decided to not go up. Um, a lot of the positions that I'm having are currently down, but they're long enough away to where they can go back up. So I guess lifetime I'm back down to being in the red, um, which is kind of wild because I was up like $15,000. So I have to definitely be more intelligent in the positions that I have held now, whether it be options or just stock, um, are better than what I have been doing. I, I was taking more risk and worked well for some, didn't work well for the others. And it's just being an idiot. And thankfully it hasn't cost me too much. And, you know, being down right now isn't a big deal because a lot of my uh, the options I have are either for um, next year, the earliest one I have, earliest expiration dates for next March, and the latest one is for January of 2022. So definitely have some time, and some of my losses right now are just Tesla stock, which you can hold forever, so it's not really a true loss unless they <laughs> never go back up. But stocks have been kind of going crap lately, but it's mostly my fault. Um, with that and just some bad luck, which, you know, it happens, but thankfully I'm not that worried about it and I'm not down a crazy amount. Like I said, down, um, I think about a thousand, um, but that's, you know, accounting for the options and stuff being down a little bit and the stock. Um, but I think I'll be all right as long as I just don't be an idiot. Um, training though, much more positive things to say about training. My left wrist, which I had, uh, jammed or sprained or whatever, um, probably two weeks ago now, uh, is definitely getting a lot better. I'm able to train almost 100% normally. I have to have a wrist wrap on in order to give it support, otherwise it does hurt. But if I have the wrist wrap on, it actually just doesn't hurt. And it's, uh, I think it's just providing that enough support so it's not getting pushed back into that painful position. But I've been able to push the, the weights a little bit back how I was, and my limitations are more so muscular than um, joint-wise, and it just feels it's nice because I can train mostly normally now. Um, there are some adjustments that I have to make and after I have this competition next week, then um, I will be going very light and doing a lot of complex work uh, with the different things, but I may not have to take some take a lot of time off from snatching after my competition because of how well my wrist is feeling. Um, I didn't even take ibuprofen today. I've been taking it just in the morning um, and haven't had to take it before I train, which has been really good. but. Even now, it barely hurts when I move it around and I have a full range of motion and I can stretch it, which is really nice. That's kind of one of the big indications of when I'm injured or have like a sprain or something, mostly when I have ankle sprains, but kind of just having that full range of motion in either a, a pain-free or less painful motion. So that part's really good. And uh, as a result, my lifts have been going better. Uh, I hadn't posted on Instagram in a couple of weeks, and it was partially due to just being teaching every day and, and wanting to play video games when I got back and being lazy about um, editing that stuff. But also, it's just like training wasn't feeling good because my wrist hurt, and I just didn't. I kind of wanted to disconnect from the training once I was done because I was still trying to push the weights because I kind of have to at this point to give myself a chance, like I have now, to be able to touch the weights that I want to at my competition. Um, I bought some wrist wraps from Rogue and they are um, not the powerlifting kind but they are more sturdy than the little hook grip ones that I had before um, so they do they will provide me more support but they seem to be pretty flexible and not too long 
uh, which means if they were longer, they'd wrap around my wrist a whole bunch and prevent a lot of mobility. Um, that's kind of the catch-22 is I need the mobility in my wrist to be able to do um, snatches and jerks and cleans or whatever, uh, but I can't have so much support or so little support where it still hurts. But I've uh, found a good balance, and now that I have the wrist wraps, I'll be able to try them out for a couple days and uh, really see how they feel when I'm training and probably do my last heavy day this Sunday, um, seven days out. And then next week will be, I will still lift probably every day, but it will be much more controlled the numbers that I do. Um, this week I was able to push some of the complex stuff up a little bit and kind of push the, the weights up on the different days, which is kind of, I think, where I get my best benefit from training when I'm able to push when I feel good. Um, and I was able to do that because it wasn't uh, my wrist that was preventing me from doing stuff, which is really nice. So um, I think next week I'll be good to go. I'll be able to put myself in a good position to see um, if I'm able to hit the numbers that I want to hit, uh, I, I'm most likely going to keep all of my numbers the same. I might actually push my uh, clean first clean jerk down a little bit and just take a bigger jump. So I might go um, from 147 down to like 143, uh, potentially down all the way down to um, 140. But I think 143 would be a decent number because then I could jump up about 10 kilograms from there, which would be about 22 pounds, which are jumps that I will typically do when I'm warming up on clean jerk. So it's not unheard of. Uh, and going from 315 to, uh, it would be about 335, maybe 336 or 7, because it's 22 pounds. But it would, uh, or it'd be, I think, 336, because I think three, 143 is like 314.7 or something, because um, it obviously doesn't, uh, it's not an even conversion. But um, I'll have to see how I feel on that. Uh, this Sunday will be a really good indication of where my clean jerk stands, because I think between the three lifts, uh, snatches, cleans, and jerks, the jerks have taken the most uh, punch from the wrist injury simply because I haven't been able to push the weights very heavy. But yesterday I was able to get up to a 330 jerk after doing the front squats. And granted, it was just out of the rack. But um, after doing a 325 clean and jerk the day before and a 310 clean and jerk, no foot clean and jerk um, the day before that, kind of gives me the encouragement to know that my wrist is holding up day to day it's not flaring up or hurting bad after training it's just uh kind of being more consistent which is obviously what I want to see so um, next week push push the numbers a little bit but in a much more controlled fashion and uh, then get to Sunday where I'll be lifting around two and hopefully it goes well um but I, I think I'm putting myself in a good position and I think I'm peaking a lot better than I have in the past uh, one of the issues that I had with peaking in the past is I would follow normal protocols, which would have you taper volume and intensity. And with me, I've never really hit a PR when I've tapered for one. I've always hit PRs in the midst of training. Now, I don't think that means that I need to be an idiot and try to like max out my no-foot snatch when I'm four days out or something like that. But there's no reason for me not to, to push the weights a little bit because uh, I'm you know less than a week out because I seemingly I seem to respond better to that um, and that's kind of one of the things I want to see with this competition because in my other other meets that I've done and in, for weightlifting and for powerlifting I have tapered a lot more and taken a really light week but I almost think that backfires because then um, I, I don't know what it is but I just think that if like I've um, gotten close to PRs on snatches and clean and jerks after maxing my power clean power power snatch and power um, clean and jerk the day before so it's not not necessarily that I would want to do something like that the day before but um, just not doing anything I think is the biggest negative to my to my training and being able to lift 
Um, I think I just respond well to being um, just doing stuff uh, on a more frequent basis, which is how mentally I want to train anyway. I like lifting every day, uh, but I also think that the reason I like lifting every day is because my body just responds better to it. It's uh, one of the reasons I wanted to get into weightlifting. Obviously, it was to improve my strengths for powerlifting, um, my legs and shoulders, because those are forever going to be my weaknesses. But also, when you start weightlifting, you're like, you can, you know, you train every day. And to me, that was a, a huge benefit because I was basically doing that anyway with powerlifting, which is much more difficult when it's a strength movement um, focus and not just a uh, technical or speed um, strength focus. But uh, yeah, I think that's really about it. Um, just wanted to, like I said, take a break from finishing up the grades for the first quarter to uh, record a little podcast. I felt some motivation to do that now that I found my headphones that um, I've been using to record. So hopefully the audio sounds a little better than the last one. But uh, with that being said, I'm going to wrap up this episode here. Hope you all have a great day and uh, yeah, peace.